Hi, this is Joseph Arthur. Thanks for checking out Come to Where I'm From. Please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash come to where I'm from. We are an independent podcast, and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated. <laughs> hey, do you want one of these iced coffees? I'm good, thank you. I can't have too much coffee or I'll go crazy. Right? Yeah, I'm too sensitive. That's why Joe has two. <laughs> are you gonna drink both? Yeah, I'm probably oh, definitely. Damn, I've and you had, have a coffee there I've too. Had two. Yeah. Wait, is that does the kava bar sell coffee? No. Oh, does that say kava? I'm not reading. I see K A V. Oh, what is that? It's kratom tea. Oh, kratom. Uh, what is kratom? <laughs> it's like makes you hyper, right? No. Uh, it can give you energy, or it can also mellow you out, okay. depending on how much you okay, of cool. it you consume. Very cool. Yeah, but um, that part. You could pull it. Should should I? Yeah, um, yeah, is it? Just, should I come closer? Just, I'll just come closer. There you go. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah. N- Natalie Cuomo. Episode one one one. One one one. Oh, fancy! That's a magic episode. Yes. Magical human on a magical <laughs> episode. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having yeah. me. How's it going? Good. Yeah. 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 You live in Jersey, right? I do. Was really? It? Yeah. I didn't know that. I know. No one ever, everyone's surprised. <laughs> I, I know all about it because I was listening to that podcast where it was classy or trashy. Oh, yeah. Are you garbage? Yeah, it's pretty funny. I, I love that podcast. What yeah. was the outcome? <laughs> she's classy. Oh, nice. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But she's got some leanings towards trashy that yes. are kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Multiple. What One question I have is because you got your current. Uh, your fiance tattooed five times. Mm-hmm. Why five times? I mean, um, and how, what are the different makeups of the five times? And or how, is this the podcast? Yeah, and how? <laughs> and how? Uh, Wait, are we doing a podcast? <laughs> and and how psyched is he that you that you've done that? Okay, so he he has it too. The five times it's all different. Like the first time was a rose and we got each other's names uh-huh. then i got like his last name on my collarbone right then we got each other's initials on our ring fingers wow yeah it goes on it's just fun oh over quarantine we got a tattoo gun i was like i'll just write your name oh wow so at home <laughs> one of them yeah <laughs> wow. okay that, that it, that's makes frowned sense. upon that part but that's why is that cool. Because you're not supposed to like mess around with a tattoo gun if you don't know what you're doing. I wanted to get one. They at shouldn't one point sell in my them life. like I, regular guns. You yeah. need a license to get a tattoo gun. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would have tattoos all over my face if I had gotten one. Right. Right. Because you'd be like. Just messing around. How you know? many tattoos do you have, Poppy? A lot. Like what? 30, 40? I have no idea. It's one big tattoo. But you haven't gotten one in a long time. It's been a while. Why? I don't know. I kind of fell out of the habit. Okay. And I want to go back to it. But I don't know. He says a lot. I know you have a lot. Mm -hmm. He's got got as much a lot. Really? That's (laughs) fun. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it is fun. It's it's fun getting tattooed. It's like a transformative thing. Yeah, it's awesome. It totally is. When did you start doing that? I guess when I turned 18. Okay. Yeah. When I when I could. What uh, you're you're an only child, right? I am an only child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you love that fact. I don't know. I feel like it's embarrassing. At first, I thought it was embarrassing, and now, I'm I'm down. Why embarrassing? Because people, there's a connotation that you're spoiled if you're an only oh, child. Right, right, right. But I definitely was not spoiled. So. No. Why not? What did your folks do? What were they like? 
They were cool. It's just that, um, yeah, I just wasn't, I wasn't spoiled. I think I, I was like privileged, but right. nothing, uh, nothing excessive. How'd you get into the comedy? What, what, what about your upbringing do you think pushed you in that direction? Um, well, I was always obsessed with performance. Uh-huh. Like when I was a kid, I would like put on shows for my parents and I'd like make fake tickets that they needed and stuff. Right. And then I actually was afraid of the auditorium in kindergarten. So my mom signed me up for an acting class mm. and uh, I, I've been obsessed with acting my whole life. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because you went to like Lee Strasberg. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So you have agoraphobia. Is that what that's called when you're afraid of big <laughs> open spaces? Or? I don't anymore. I don't anymore. No, but she was afraid of the auditorium, yeah, the, like the, the bigness space? of the bigness of As it. As a kid, yeah, I was right. very really? anxious in those spaces. Regardless of how many people were sitting there, that wasn't a. Factor. Not about the people. It's mm-hmm. about the space, right? Yeah. Yeah. Agoraphobia. Yeah, when I was little, for sure. Stay away from the garden. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely still, like, I don't necessarily like being in a big audience. Like, Mm. I like performing to a big audience. But if I'm at a music concert and I'm in the front and I feel stuck, like, you know, Mm. when it's really crowded and you can't get out, I feel very uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. On the railing at a Nine Inch Nails show, got to go to the bathroom. What do you do? Oh, my God. You have to pee your pants. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Those are real life problems, Bobby. <laughs> Big Nine Inch Nails fan, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, it's something about his uh, approach is amazing. Totally. I think one of my one of my most random quarantine experiences was trying to do a tap dance to a Nine Inch Nails song mm-hmm. alone in my house. That's fun. <laughs> Which one? Closer. Mm. Yeah, I wonder if they're gonna do another album or what's 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 on the horizon for them. Yeah, I hope so. For him, just that emotion they put into the music and just the aggression mixed with the electronic vibe. Yeah, and it's just like so brilliantly put together and written so yeah. well. Did you ever uh, get to meet him? Mm-mm. Did you? No, but he's. <laughs> oh, I did actually in a grocery store once in L.A. Really? Yeah. What happened? And I was playing the Troubadour. You okay. Ever, you ever been to the Troubadour? No. It's classic. Hopefully, okay. Hopefully it survives all this. <clears throat> and I um, was with a friend, I think this like comedian guy, and we went up to him. He was super nice, and I told him about my show and invited him, and he was like, yeah, I'll come, or maybe I'll come, mm-hmm. and he didn't come. <laughs> But he was nice. Ever since then, he hates him. No, no, he was really nice. No, that's all that matters. Yeah, 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 he was cool. Maybe he intended to come. Yeah, and he's from Ohio, which I am too. Oh, cool. Just a a different singer-songwriter met him after you and invited him to his show, and he went to (laughs) So who who were your first comedy influences? Like, what was your first, like, oh, I want to be like that. I want to do what they do. Um, I really love Nikki Glaser. Like I would just listen to Hannibal Burris's um album on Spotify. Really liked I mean it's funny cuz I feel like I work with some of these people now, but I loved I still do, but Joe List was one of like my favorite comedians before mm-hmm. I started comedy. What do you like about his stuff? I th- thought it was really funny and relatable. I like his I like the way he writes about anxiety and depression. He's just got like really smart jokes. 
Yeah. He's on our list, Joe. Well, like when somebody writes about anxiety and depression and it's comedic, it just comforts you so much. Like when you're going through your own mm-hmm. thing, it's like that, that thing humans do where we each like tell each other our problems and make us all feel better. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's that's that's part of it. When someone articulates something you're experiencing so well and makes you feel like it's okay to feel that. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's the same thing you get when you go to like 12 step program meetings. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? I was fixing your angle. Right. So when did you first perform? Um as a comedian or as an actor? As a comedian. As a comedian, about three years ago, I went to my first open mic. And what was the what was that like? I'm I'm curious because I want to do it too. You should. I feel oh. like you talk to so many comedians. Yeah, I want to try it. Yeah, I, I do it in between songs when I'm performing music. Right. You know, I have gotten increasingly more comedic. But yeah, to go up and just just do that is such a big challenge. Totally. I mean. Man, my first open mic, I went to do one at New York Comedy Club and it was canceled. And they're like, go to Greenwich Comedy Club and do the mic there. I walked over there and they're like, this one's canceled too. So I wound up walking to the third mic, which was at Karma Lounge. And um, I was just terrible. I was talking too fast, <laughs> but I did it. And uh, I think that's I think that's the advice I'd give anyone going to their first open mic is uh, you're going to suck. And right. that's fine. Did you have material written or did you make it up on the spot yeah i had like three longish jokes that i i prepared (laughs) what were they oh my god they were i don't necessarily they were about like red flags and dating and um let's talk about that yeah (laughs) (laughs) red flags what was that one what was that bit dude i don't even i tattoos your name on her body run (laughs) No, I think that's cool. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I like that. Have you ever done that or have you ever... I have uh, my mom's name tattooed on me. Um, Your grandfather. I have my grandfather, yeah. That's cool. Has anyone ever gotten your name? I don't think so. Not that you know of. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. Hmm. I got to work on that. What's your grandfather's (laughs) name? Uh, His last name is Leon. Leon. Cool. Leon. Like uh, Joseph Leon. Cool. From West Virginia. Have worked, you worked in a factory all his life, a Spanish immigrant. Whoa. Was like a seriously amazing male role model for me. That's awesome. Just deep, deep dude. He liked to go to the park and look at squirrels. He <laughs> loved squirrels. Squirrels were just like, if I could love anything as much as he loved squirrels, you know? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. He's an amazing guy. That's really cool. Do you think most of your tattoos are meaningful like that one? I, yeah, they are. Yeah, cool. they are. They're they're meaningful. They're kind of bad. But, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I don't know. You kind of accept them and, and keep going and yeah. uh, they, be- they become something I think you like. Totally, totally. Uh, what about you? Um, I think a lot of my tattoos are just because I like the artists and I wanted something from them. Right. Um... I think having 
having shitty tattoos makes you a badass for sure. Well, then I'm a badass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a real uh, badass. <laughs> <laughs> it is something badass about it. Right? It's like, yeah. I don't give a fuck. It's on my body forever. Whatever. <laughs> well, that's the thing with tattoos is like, it's like people go, I want to plan it. I want to make it, you know, this, that, and the other. It's like, but the nature of a tattoo is like it's an unreasonable thing to do it's mm -hmm. outside of reason there's totally. really nothing that warrants putting on your body i guess for the rest of your life <laughs> in the realm of reason yeah so it's like this kind of like you're going into this realm that's like unreasonable or something right and I feel like people like to pretend that their tattoos mean something. Right. They're like, oh, yeah, I got this wolf because my grandma was so awesome and she reminded me of a wolf. It's like, mm -hmm. no, you just wanted a picture of a wolf. Just admit it. Right. <laughs> you just like the way it looked on the wall. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever gotten a wall tattoo? I've got a million of them. Me too. Just go in there and pick one on the, oh. from the wall. <laughs> I've done it too. <laughs> and then you find the meaning for it later. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, yeah. Do you get tattooed in New York? Um, I have, but mm -hmm. mostly it was like out west, like in cool. LA, a lot of tattoos out there. Yeah. And we were in Austin once when you got oh, one. Oh, I got one in Austin, yeah. <laughs> Let's see, it's like... Uh, Which one was it? I don't even um, remember anymore. It was uh, this one. This, oh no, this one. It was the gun. Oh, this the flower. flower. Oh, cool. This flower fist. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> and then I, and then after I got that, I started the, uh, I started a band called Fistful of Mercy, unrelated. Whoa, cool. Yeah. So right, it's and like that, that was that brought on the right. Yeah, I don't know. You kind of like. I, kind of, uh, I don't. I think because I, I remember you. Now that you see that rose, I used it on the fistful of mercy like video. I don't know which. Oh, came you did. First. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, with uh, Ben Harper and Danny Harrison, awesome. George Harrison's kid. Whoa, that's so cool. Yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah, it was great. We would sing like harmonies, and it was like a uh, what's a like Crosby, Stills, and Nash or something like that. Cool. Yeah. Do you have a favorite musician? Um, I love Neil Young and Bob Dylan, Trent Reznor. I love Kurt yeah. Cobain. Yeah. I love like uh, Biggie and Tupac and Prince. Totally. Jimi <laughs> Hendrix. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Are you writing all these down? <laughs> the list goes on yeah. and on. And Classics. On. What about you? Um, I really like Fleetwood Mac, Grateful Dead, Sonic Youth. Yeah. Um, I like the cockatoo twins. Me too. Yeah. I like the way that they have those beautiful melodies and the lyrics are kind of like not, or what are they kind of made up, right? Or made up words or sounds. Yeah. They're not really, uh, I don't know. The first time I heard a song by them, I had heard it so many times and I was like, I need to know who this is. I've heard it enough. Right. I need to know now. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's... They're awesome. What about My Bloody Valentine? I like that. I saw them live once in uh, Los Angeles. That was fun. They're incredible. They like blew out the speakers. They're awesome. Yeah. I, I got to meet him once, Kevin Shields, at a music festival. And he was playing with Primal Scream. You like Primal Scream? I don't know them. Oh, you should check them out. Cool. You You would definitely like them. <laughs> I can tell. I, I guarantee you would like them. Cool. And I was like, when are you going to put out a new album? He didn't, he hadn't put out that new album. Right. 
yet. And he was like, I don't know, I'm working on it. He was a super nice guy. We smoked a, a spliff together. You know what a spliff is? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, some Americans don't know what that is. I feel like everyone knows what that I is. I guess everyone knows what that is. <laughs> but so, and then I was like, what's that? How do you make it sound so magical? Like, mm-hmm. And he said, it's because it's I got this guitar with a tremolo. Huh. Like a, and so that's everything's bendy. Oh, cool. Everything's like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, that is the secret to it. It's all, I don't know, just moving in this strange way. Totally. I feel like it's kind of like cooking, too. It's like someone can make the same meal as someone else, but it's like the love that they're putting into it and the attention is just, it's different for some of those bands. Right. It's a nice comparison. That is food. a good comparison. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as someone so young as you, these influences, is that for like that? It's like you were all over the place from Sonic Youth, which somebody your age, I would assume, never even heard of, huh. to Dead. Is it from your from home? No. I think I was really into discovering new artists in high school. I've seen Sonic Youth like three or four times. I love them. Mm. But... I was like, I got to start saying something else is my favorite band. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I, I don't know. I've been, like, I've been saying it for too long. Oh, that's the first time. I once saw um, Thurston Moore and Yoko Ono perform at this small space in the Lower East Side. The Stone? I'm not, I don't remember. I was in high school wow. and I didn't know it was Yoko Ono. And I was like, who's this lady screaming? <laughs> <laughs> she does scream. <laughs> Did you like it? Fuck yeah. 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 I, I, I love it. I love Kim Gordon's book. Like they're just, I just big fan. Yeah. That book. So it's about their divorce too, right? Yeah. And what's cool about them is like every album is just such a different sound. Like it, you can pick anything for any mood that you're in. Mm-hmm. I don't know how into them you are, but I like Dirty. Yeah, yeah, I, I like them a lot. Yeah, that was a '90s album, right? Yeah, yeah. that I, was like when Nirvana was blowing up and all that. Yeah, my favorite is Washing Machine. Do you know that one? I think so. It's it's so good. They're just yeah. great. I played some <laughs> shows with Lee Ronaldo. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah 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 he's a sweet dude. Yeah, New York City. Totally. New York City staple. That's awesome. It's one of those things. I don't really know that many band members of other bands, but in high school, I love Sonic Youth so much. My high school boyfriend would, I wish Kim Gordon would sing you to sleep. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So you guys were into them together. Yeah. And then like, obviously we broke up and it continued, but they're a special band for me. Do you ever have any desire to make music? Um, yeah, I've, I've tried, like I can kind of play guitar and I have a banjo and I took lessons, but, um, I'm not very good. (laughs) I like writing songs and, you know, I used to take voice lessons and stuff, but, uh, music is not something that comes like guitar and stuff like that. It's not something that comes easily for me. Hmm. I feel like you'd be good at it, though. I like that you said you tried. I did try. I mean, I should should continue. You definitely continue to try. You're so young. (laughs) It's like you've got so much time. Yeah. It's a myth that life is short. It's also long. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And you'll see it's even longer than you think. (laughs) I mean, that's that's comforting. I mean, every night, the last few nights, my fiance and I are like, 
or like the last few weeks, like, wow, time just moves so quickly. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, it's slowed down. <laughs> yeah. So I think time like goes in and out of feeling like it's really fast and really slow. How'd you meet your fiance? Um, I was shopping at Whole Foods mm-hmm. uh, and he was also shopping at Whole Foods and he walked over to me and asked me for my number. Okay, listen up, gentlemen. Yeah. See what can happen. It works. If you, if you, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was He cool. just came up. What did he say? He's like, hey, you're really cute. Can I have your number? Amazing. Yeah. And amazing. you know what? I had just come from a workout class. His uh, five-year-old niece was sleeping in his cart. <laughs> wow. But How'd you know it wasn't his kid? I thought maybe it was his kid. Did you ask him? Like later when we were texting, I asked him. But oh, okay. Lose my number, buddy. <laughs> that is wild. I was like, if it's his kid, that's that's fine. Wow. So you thought he was cute too, right away? Yes, I did. When he when I was shopping with my mom actually, and I remember seeing him with at, your mom. Yeah, that's inc- he's so this bold. guy's amazing. I remember seeing him. He was like, <laughs> this guy's my new hero. I mean, and plus he's got the kid on board. Like All there's. Right. There's so no many, fear. just as a guy, there's so many things like, oh, I want to say something, but she'll think this is my kid. Oh, but she's with another, like uh, her mom or something. Like there's so many. So much pressure. There's so many, what do you call it? Like obstacles, obstacles that he cleared. Yeah, yeah, yeah that I did through. see him at the meat counter and I said to my mom, oh, that guy's cute. I, I, he was wearing overalls. I remember because. Maybe he heard you. We were in Jersey and I, it's an, it was in Jersey and there are just not that many people with my style in jersey so mm-hmm. like he stood out to me i think i stood out to him too because of that i feel like i met you at the meat counter <laughs> be like a song <laughs> i met you at the meat counter i was at the self-checkout when he came up to me <laughs> self-checkout so how much like did you guys notice you were looking at each other before he approached you i didn't think he noticed i was looking at him at all and i don't think he did notice right i was literally like you know how whole foods has those like sushi things i was literally walking around the aisle like eating sushi like i didn't think that like anyone was about to ask me i wasn't wearing makeup right i remember walking and being like well i look like shit right now but that's fine i'm just gonna buy some groceries i doubt you ever look like shit (laughs) (laughs) thank you yeah so and and he just said i think you're really cute can i get your phone number yeah and then he texted me right away and was like hey like you're really pretty or something and i was like oh my god really <laughs> yeah. see because we're like guys are told that if you're too nice or if you do that mm-hmm. it could be like turn a woman off or something or but i guess it's all just no i you, think it's good yeah. yeah i think you should be assertive well yeah. I, have, I have a tricky follow-up okay because you are cute and young how many times do guys come up to you and ask for your number and you don't give it out um, I think in the past a lot, I really do feel like I give off like a taken vibe. Like no one's really come up to me and asked me out in a while. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I also wear a wedding ring, so that helps. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> like in the past people have definitely come up to me and I haven't followed up with them, mm-hmm. but yeah, you got to take the risk. So how long, risk. how long did you guys text back and forth before you went on your first date and where'd you go? We texted for maybe a few days and we went to this like cafe called The Cliff in Jersey City. And it's actually really funny because I brought one of my mom's dogs and um, the dog has like a GPS collar Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it wasn't on purpose. But he's like, are you trying to track me just in case? (laughs) 
why would the dog's GPS collar track him? Well, like I'm going on a date with someone that I don't know, so I have like a GPS on me, you know. Oh, I see. Her well, mom knows like where as she a, is. As a safety thing. <laughs> ah, okay, I get it. Yeah, but it was nice. It was like the best first date ever. Like, what made it great? We just like connected, and okay, guys, take notes. He, we had been texting. I am. I'm over here. Take, why do you think I'm going down this line of questioning? I want to know everything this player did. So this guy's amazing. He fucking. <laughs> he brought me like you know what an oracle deck is. It's like a tarot deck, but it's not as specific. Mm. Oh right. He brought me an oracle deck, and I was going through a hard time. He had like a little card, and he's like, "See, okay, I got to pause." Yeah. That's right there, genius, genius yeah. level move because yeah. you like. If in case the date, I, I'm just picking up what he's putting down. Right. Like in case there's that awkwardness, boom, whip out the card. Oracle deck yeah. and, and there's like fun vibes going on. Yeah. And there's we like a little have card. What a great, what a great trick right there. We used mm -hmm. to pull out a, the deck. That's true. That was like when we first started this podcast, there was cards were always a, a thing right. and we should bring that back. That was a uh, good bit. I think they're still in the bins. Are they? <laughs> Maybe. Can you see, can you grab them? In a minute. Okay. In a minute. So, so then what happened? So, so I don't know. We just connected. Like we, we just were like attached to each other. We saw each other every day since then. Wow. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Wow. Move in right away. We moved in, um, pretty quickly. We moved in together. Maybe, a year in? Oh, that's yeah. a long time. Maybe that's a little a less. Long time. That's a good. Maybe that's, nine months. Uh, it's like you get along that well. Three months nah. in, you move in. <laughs> no, that's my. That's move. too fast. Nah, too fast. Yeah, it's definitely the best relationship I've ever been in. That's so. great. Congratulations. Nice. Thank you. That's really awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How long have you been together? Uh, maybe a year and a half. So out of that, seven months is quarantine. Mm-hmm. How'd you guys do over quarantine? It was good. If anything, it made it really hard when he went back to work. What's he, what's he do? He uh, works at a motorcycle shop. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he taught you how to ride a motorcycle, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I want somebody to teach me how to ride a motorcycle. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't let my daughter ride a motorcycle. You wouldn't? No, I feel they're so well, dangerous. No, they're called the donor cycles. The donor right, cycles. Right, right, right. We're talking big bikes, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How old is your daughter? 10. Well, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you even brought that up. It's like, who's thinking your daughter is going to When Carmen get on is that age and she says, Dad, my boyfriend got me a motorcycle, I'll be like, nope. Yeah, well, I think that, honestly, I think that'll make her want to ride a motorcycle more. Yeah. Probably, yeah. You can't go against your. Do your uh, folks like the dude? What's his name? His name is Jake. Yeah, Jake. they do. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> can we have him on the next? Episode? I know every, every how, how old is he? He's uh he's thirty six, and I am gonna be twenty six next week. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Nice. Oh, you guys, you guys seem like a match made in heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then um, I'm thinking about something you just said earlier about. Okay. Just being in comedy for like three years, give mm -hmm. or take. And like when you mentioned your influences, like Nikki Glaser, she's sort of also new on the scene. Yeah. Uh, do you feel now that you're. It's a stupid question, but I don't know where you are on like the there comedy, are no stupid on questions. the comedy scale as far as, you know, comedian not like made it, but but like in the cellar, out of the cellar, where you feel you are as far like in the New York scene, if there is such a thing. I didn't even understand that question. I think she did. I understand well, your question. Okay, well, 
You didn't do your research? No. No, I, not on that. I did, I did a little bit. I mean, I feel like... I feel like I'm not at the cellar, obviously, but I'm past at a few clubs. I feel like I'm doing really good for where I am. Well, you're still so young. Yeah, I mean, so you're, yeah. Still, you're, st- you're just getting started. Off, yeah, yeah. I feel like three years in, I'm in a great spot. I'm, yeah, because I do see you in every. You know, I mean, when I first met you, it was through Saifa, who mm-hmm. like recommended you as a as a great comedian, and that's you're already in good company. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, yeah. So it's just interesting to see a comedian early on in their career, mm-hmm. um, like to see how either you're in a, you feel like you're struggling or not, or and what's still, what's the plan moving forward? Um, I guess the plan is to just keep going, to keep uh, getting as much stage time as I can. Um, I feel I feel really happy. I think one of the the best decisions that I made was to like produce shows, and that you know you have to create your own opportunities for yourself. Well, like, you just said a great thing right there. Mm-hmm. You definitely do. All artists need to hear that. Yeah, like, you have to create your own opportunities. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel pretty happy. The only thing that I struggle with right now is like. Uh, what what is safe you know it's a time of covid and i think a lot of different people are pushing the boundaries and i'm kind of in between that space where i'm figuring out what i'm comfortable doing so what do you mean like in terms of getting together with people or? Mm-hmm. like how many people in a room am i comfortable with like how many mm. like what indoors and what outdoors is a requirement for me to want to perform there are you are you worried about getting COVID? Is that what it is? Yeah, of course I'm worried about getting COVID. I had it. it I know. No, <laughs> <laughs> I had. I got through it. Yeah. yeah. I just. Uh, I think that's like the biggest thing for me right now. Just making sure that I'm like taking appropriate precautions. Yeah. You've been doing mostly rooftops then over the last couple of months. Yeah, I've been doing rooftops, backyards, um, park, park shows. I honestly, I've done maybe two indoor, two or three indoor shows. I feel like like the city winery show is amazing. I felt really safe. I felt really good. It's just shows that you haven't seen any photos of and you can't do any research for. You're kind of like, am I going to get there and regret this? <laughs> so. Right. What was the worst outdoor one? The worst outdoor show? Yeah. I mean, for comedian, it's so hard. Just, it is hard. It's, it's just insane to think. Uh, who was it? John, John Laster. Yeah, he's awesome. Told that joke about having to do a show at, on the back of a pickup. Right, that was a cool like show, though. In, insane. Oh, you were there. <laughs> I you wasn't did there, that but I know that it was a cool uh, show. I've I've heard about it's it. It's just the stuff they have to put you through. Like if I told you as a singer songwriter, in order to perform, you got to go on the back of a pickup. And I so, would. I, well, but it's just it's just not <laughs> it's just the level of, totally. of insanity involved with trying to get your do your craft is just insane. I mean, I've definitely you know, I live in Jersey. I've definitely traveled two hours to perform six minutes in front of three people. Like that's just part I've of it. I've done that, too. <laughs> I've done that more times than I can count. <laughs> I don't know. I that that sometimes is difficult to like be like, all right, we're going to do this. It's just part of it. It's just moving yeah. that muscle, yeah. I like it's a. It becomes a challenge um, in keeping your mind state positive. Even like I like going into those kind of situations. Like when I was younger, mm-hmm. I used to get like all punk rock and pouty and mad and like mad at the universe and 
I just was an idiot about it. Yeah. Now I t- take it as like, oh, this is a, a video game. It's a challenge to see how right. happy I can be to be here, you know, and totally. working on the, that muscle. Yeah, and I also think it like gives me the freedom to try out new stuff and right. do whatever I want. Like, um, sometimes I'm relieved when there aren't that many people because I'm like, I can just <clears throat> fuck around. This is nice. Yeah. What's your writing process like? Uh, usually, like I ha- I like think of premises as I'm like going about my life, and I like put them in my phone, and then I sit down and like write and flush them out. What's an example of like a premise? Um, I don't know. Like I'll think of. A premise, just like an idea for a joke, like something that I thought was funny. Like, you know, I have a joke that's like, I think my parents should pay for my therapy. Mm-hmm. I like that. Because. <laughs> is that is that the premise right there? That's is like that, the is premise, that the first right? idea that comes in? Like, yeah. And then okay. I'm like, okay, well, that's kind of like them not paying for my therapy is like going into a store, breaking everything and making the owner pay for it. Right. <laughs> so then I sort of flesh that out and I think of like tags that'll come after it and you know, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> it's, no, I just love hearing that, that because I don't write like that. Right. So I'm just curious as how comedians do it. I mean, a lot of times it, it comes when I'm like lately, if I'm doing like a, a Zoom show with five people in the audience, I'll fuck around and I'll I'll tell a story and I'll be like, wait, that's actually really funny. Right. I'm gonna build on that and turn that into a structured joke. Huh. Do you know Mitch Hedberg? Mm-hmm. I like his joke about like, sometimes I'm asleep at night or in bed at night and I think of something funny, but the notebook's all the way across the room. Yeah. So I either have to get up and write it down totally. or convince myself that it isn't that funny. I know. I think of things so much when I'm falling asleep and I'm like, if I don't write it down, I will not remember it. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny that whole writing things down. With songs too, sometimes it's like, oh, I'll remember that. Definitely not. You will not remember that. Yeah. It is the worst too. I think when I'm falling asleep is, is definitely a time when things come to me. Yeah. So what's the what's the punchline of the whole? I think my parents is it that going into the store and breaking mm-hmm. everything. It's a yeah. short little joke. And the, no, it's a good one. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. W- and then what are the tags at the end of that? Um, is there one? No, that's Not just really. like a a cute little joke. Yeah. <laughs> I guess one that I came up with during like a Zoom show was about like how Jake, my fiance, proposed. Mm-hmm. He proposed in the middle of crazy sex right oh really yes and God, this guy he just keeps getting better and better he's uh, <laughs> 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 funny. So, hats off jake okay he's great so that yeah. was like it that was wound up being super funny when i told that story and then i was doing a show what's that story it's just like you know we weren't at like some romantic place in Hawaii. Right. I was in a basement, right. you know, doing yeah. some kinky shit. Right. And I was doing this show at a strip club in Jersey, uh-huh. in the backyard of a strip club. And I did the joke. And then I walked off stage and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to end up, end it by saying the safe word was yes. And then uh-huh. now. <laughs> That's great. He thought of everything, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> and that now that joke is like it's just a perfect rely, like I can rely on that joke like as a comedian you want to have a few things in your pocket that you can rely on and that's Absolutely. one of them now right I get you on that that's mm-hmm. relatable to music you have your go-to songs that are right. like 
oh, I'm nervous, but I got, you know, pull the parachute out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you have those things that, that it's like, they get consistent laughs. So if they don't get a laugh, you're like, oh, okay, it's not me. So I don't have to take this personally. Right. You know what like I mean? This crowd sucks. Not that they, not, you don't have to be like that, but it's like, okay, if they're not going to laugh at that when I've done that hundreds of times and it works, then I don't have to get in my head about them being tight or whatever. How do you deal with that when the, when the room is like, when you tell a joke like that and the room is quiet, you just, it goes over your head or do you like inside you got, it's like a soul sucking moment. I think people like to see that you're having a hard time. Like when a joke doesn't work and you're like, oh, I want to get run over by a truck. Thanks guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> see, I, I love that awkwardness too. I lean into it. Like yeah. when, when things get awkward, then my way of dealing with that is to make it way more awkward. Right. To like ex- like exaggerate the awkwardness and totally. just let all of us sit there, because I think that's funny. You know? <laughs> totally, totally. I mean, yeah, awkwardness when you own it, right. people love it. I mean, that's what all like indie indie coming of age movies are about. Like someone that's awkward that like goes into their own skin. People relate to feeling uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, and vulnerability is power. Yes. Brene Brown. How'd you get into the acting? What, what Do you uh, want to do movies and stuff like that? Do you still have acting ambitions? Yeah, I've definitely just focused on comedy really for the last uh, few years. But yeah, if anyone's watching this, I'd love to star in your movie. <laughs> you have an agent? I don't. I had a manager, but uh, things didn't work out. So I'm just uh, auditioning for some stuff. Like sometimes casting directors will reach out to me, but otherwise, um, you know, just got to keep pushing. Do you use things you learn in acting school um, in your comedy routine or anything like that? Do you think it's carried over? Yeah, I mean, they're just basic principles that I think are ingrained in me. I I went to the Cell Adler Conservatory, and that's really about like your stage presence, like being in touch with your body, like there's movement classes, voice and speech. I think those are so important for comedy. I've definitely seen people that are really funny, but they're like their writing is good, but I have no idea what they're saying. What do you, what do you mean they don't know how to carry themselves on stage? Yeah, and they're they don't know how to articulate. Like that in itself, you know, as a musician is an art. So true. Yeah. Um Bob Dylan is really good at that. Just articulating the words so they're mm-hmm. clear. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And just understanding, I think stage presence and confidence is the biggest thing as a performer. What do you do to like prepare yourself to get on stage? Do you have like a meditation routine or deep breathing or anything like that? Um, I look at my set list and then I go on stage. <laughs> So, so not really. No, I just uh, I just try to stay positive. I try not to like. I always like to watch the person before me, um, and kind of just like feel the vibe of the room. Mm. I don't. I sometimes I I convince myself that I have to pee and I don't have to pee, but otherwise. <laughs> so you don't you don't get too nervous. No. I do all kinds of things. I'll like stand on my head. I'll like do emotional freedom tapping or, you know, this like, do you ever do that? Yeah. You know that thing? Mm -hmm. EFT. Like here, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do that, stuff like that. But 
it's different. I mean, you like to be alone, not to be bothered before a show. And like, as this tour manager, like, okay, like half hour before everyone out and like, just, oh, interesting. he's got to like clear his head yeah, like- before going out. Which is different, like seeing comics, you guys just hang out backstage and like two minutes before you go on, okay, okay, it's your turn and, and you run out <laughs> Yeah. and you just kind of, yeah. it's like whatever happens, happens, it has no impact on me whatsoever. Yeah, I mean. Whereas at a music show, you kind of want it to, succe- to succeed, succeed in a way, right? Right. Where as comedy is worst case, I'm working on my material see what works see what doesn't and and that's it yeah i mean if there's anything i've learned it's that nothing matters so that's liberating just have fun on stage and i think as long as you're in a good mood you're trying to have fun you think your own shit is funny then everyone else will have a good time i like that nothing matters yeah How'd you, how'd you learn that? How'd I learn that? It's like a Zen, it's like a, you know, Zen enlightenment thing you're saying right there. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just the truth. It's just nothing matters. Where do you think you got your personality from and your confidence, your mom or your dad? Hmm. Um, maybe a mix, probably my confidence from my dad. I think my confidence came, seriously came from comedy. Mm. As an actor, I wasn't that confident. And when I started doing comedy, I felt really confident. And I think because I have worked so hard, I feel confident. I'm like, I've worked my fucking ass off. Yeah, I'm good. You Mm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But. Yeah, that's good. You need to get that mental attitude. Yeah, when you bust your ass for something, it's not a question of confidence because you trust the work that you've done. And working, by work, you mean just doing lots of sets. Doing sets, like put being in shit situations because you want to perform, like. Right. Like what? Just. Back to the question, what was the worst? The worst situation? Uh... I don't know. I think it, it, it really comes down to like the times that you perform for one or two people in the cold, mm-hmm. in the park. What about all the Zoom stuff and all that? Are you like finding new uh, things to develop and build because of the nature of the performance space is so different? Yeah, I like Zoom. I don't mind it. I right. think um, I think it's a really great tool. I think it's it's awesome and you don't have to leave your house. <laughs> but are you developing in a different way than you would if you were just like uh crowd like I think that I I'm find I'm feel a slightly more comfortable on Zoom to just fuck around and be myself. Right. And I honestly want to bring that comfortability to the stage. So that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. How does a Zoom comedy show actually work? You have a host like any show and you're like Welcome to the show, blah, blah, blah. They do their set, and then you do your set. It's no, just... But who do you see on screen? Do you see everyone, the audience? you see, like, ten squares? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I like to, to tell people to turn on their cameras and, like, their sound, because mm. when it's off, it feels awkward. But if you can see people smiling and laughing, then it's fine. Is anybody doing, like, an open mic Zoom show? Yeah. Oh, really? I haven't done any... Um, but I know people are doing it. Hmm. Maybe I should sign up for one of them. 
<laughs> that's a good uh yeah or can i get on your comedy show at the winery yeah. you could open <laughs> i mean if you play and then just do your banter in between and tell jokes that's an easy in yeah mm -hmm. what's your birth sign i'm a sagittarius oh, i don't know anything about what are that. you libra <laughs> you're a libra okay Libra. what are you gemini okay a libra and a gemini Interesting. Yeah. Changing the world one pot at a time. <laughs> I, f I honestly, this is, this might be crazy, but I feel like a lot of comedians are fire signs, which is Sagittarius, Leo and Aries. Huh? Yeah. I don't know. That stuff's fascinating to me. My <laughs> friend started this app called the pattern. I know pattern. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. That it, app. It's cool. Yeah. What does it do? It it just gives you it a just clear. Just reads you the daily horoscope. No, you put in your birth time. Your you know every detail about your birth, where you were born, uh -huh. the time, and it's just super accurate. It's and your birth chart essentially. It's, your it's birth like an chart. app reading your birth chart. Yeah, but it's but it's it's really. Well, here's the question. Shockingly, as far as like, markability, you use it once and then you don't ever have to use it again. <clears throat> no, you could. What do you mean? I, Life. If keeps I get going. my birth my birth no because it, it continues it on continues like to give me updates gives you updates on what's going on now i see right there's like <laughs> your birth chart in this moment mm -hmm. and like there's a birth chart from when you're born i see, I mm. see. yeah and now they're going more towards a dating app with it really yeah that's where it's going hmm. well, i think like that's <laughs> but it's awesome because then you like you get to put in like how compatible you are and all that stuff but i like the old school way you guys did it yeah yeah just that, go to Whole Foods. Just go shopping. Yeah. So do you think NYC is dead? No. I don't No, I don't think so. For anyone listening, not watching, she has a hat on that says NYC is dead. Yes, it is from a stand-up comedy show run by two of my really good friends. They're awesome. And uh, oh. Drexton and Aton, they have a show. Aton? Yeah. <laughs> they have it. Israeli. Yes, they have it in the park in Central that. Park, <laughs> and uh, they're cool. They they're they're killing it. They're selling beanies, and I think it's it's a play on NYC is dead because yeah. it's not dead. They're no, I don't think so either. I actually like it. Like uh, I mean, I don't know. I kind of like the more sort of emptiness of it. There's mm -hmm. advantage. I feel like there's like pluses to what's going on. Like too. what? Uh, I mean. That's weird less to tourists. say. That's weird to say. Yeah, I don't Let's know. There's just something, that. just less people. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, you know, it's nice to be here for right, right now to me. Okay. I'm yeah. not, I'm not like happy about what's going on. Don't can of course, of course. Don't cancel me because I said uh, that. I like the outside <laughs> dining, the European vibe it is. going on. Yeah. 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 Um, less people for sure. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you live in certain areas in the city mm -hmm. and you just go outside and let's say you see past the face masks, everything is the same, is kind of normal. Yeah. I don't and, know. And, and the day to day, like the, 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 the traffic, the stores, the people, the this, the, the, the vibe. I mean, yeah. the city doesn't feel different. At, at least I live in Tribeca now. Okay. He's in the East Village. Uh, you go out at night, it's full of life. Right. I don't know. No, it's not. Depending on what areas. I mean, oh, okay. it's, I it's know. you know. Uh, what were you about to say, though? Like, I don't know. I think it's, you know, I think it's a little depressing right now. Yeah. I feel definitely. like one of my favorite things that New York was just like, 
you just not knowing what you're doing and aimlessly having a day. And I feel like that's not really possible the same way anymore. Yeah, that's so true about New York. As so many times I've gone out like, you know. Well, and going come, out is not and, possible. And, and, you're right. Except for home. that. <laughs> so many times I've gone out and just come home like three days later. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Like I had a whole adventure. Of course, yeah. New York is the best for that. Yes, it is. It, it's, it's a magical place for sure. Yeah. I don't know. I I still love I love the city still. I, I don't feel depressed by it. I'll I mean I'll always love New York. I'm from here, but um, I don't know. I think I it's making me want to live in a more suburban place. Yeah. Well, the city's like the, the city's scary. <laughs> it's scary, you know. It's scary and. And also what could happen, like if they if uh, you know they lock it down again and people start rioting and going homeless and all that do you think there'll be another lockdown i think so i don't know i i really don't know but it seems like that's the direction things are being pushed in i don't think it's gonna pass everyone's everyone i feel like a week ago thought there would be a lockdown by now and there isn't one no. so it's crazy there'll be new regulations they'll keep closing opening closing opening but a full <laughs> lockdown i don't right i don't think so well we know so much now that we didn't know before and I think that makes people less scared. Yeah, like what do you mean? Like I think people are taking less extreme measures now. Before it was like, oh, wiping down your groceries, wearing gloves. Right. and Wearing gloves. I don't really see that anymore. <laughs> would you take a vaccine? Yes. You would? Yeah. No doubts about it. You're fine. I mean, I take the flu vaccine every year. Yeah. Would you take a vaccine? I'm not a big fan. Mm-hmm. I'm not, uh, you know. I mean, I already had it, and so I have the antibodies right. and all that. So... I mean, I don't know. I just think it's just scary to me, the whole. It's scary, yeah. There's it, enough controversy around it to where it's like, it, it's, and you're not really allowed to question it on some level already, right. which is also, to me, scary. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, really, you can't even question this, like, yeah. without it, without being majorly controversial. And that, to me, is like, an unhealthy dynamic. It's like totally. if you're in a relationship with somebody that you can't approach a subject. Yes. Can't bring something up. It's like my relationship with the world and I can't approach that subject. Like, hmm. It's like they're very defensive about it. It's very defensive and it's like, oh, if you like have like an, any kind of like, you know, spe you know, speaking about against it, you're like considered outrageous, you know? I mean, I, I understand. It's, it's just a fucked up time and... Uh, you just got to take it a day at a time. The, mm -hmm. Who knows when we'll even get access to it. So it doesn't even feel some doesn't even feel relevant to me right now. I don't feel like anytime soon I'm going to be I'm going to even have the option to get the vaccine. Oh, I don't know. Somebody just had it yesterday or really well, they're starting in, in the UK in the UK this week or next week. Yeah. So it might be. But, but it's like healthcare sooner. workers, older people first. Yeah. Like it's yeah. going to be a long process. Who knows? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's uninformed of me to think. Yeah. What do, what's your workout routine? I don't have one. You don't? No. You don't do anything? No. No jogging? Me neither, Poppy. Yo yoga? <laughs> no. No yoga, huh? I mean, yoga is awesome, but I don't have the discipline to do it by myself. What about meditation? I meditate, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I, I definitely... Um, you know, it's embarrassing. I do use meditation apps if I meditate. Why is that embarrassing? 
I don't know. Like, it's not cool. Do they work? Why is that not cool? I mean, they work, yeah, but it's like... Uh, a meditation app is not cool. No, no, definitely not I highly cool. disagree. Okay. Do you well, have some money invested? <laughs> yes, I do. No. You meditate no, with I, YouTube videos? Yeah, I'm like super cheesy with all that stuff. Yeah. You know, I listen to like... I like try to reprogram my subconscious mind. I mean, you have a very calm vibe. I do? Yes. Oh, thank you. It's good. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. That's because of the Kratom. <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> or the two coffees I got you. <laughs> no, you're, yeah. very, you're very thoughtful. Well, chill. thank you. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm stuck now. <laughs> um, speaking of podcasts, you started your own. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Recently. I did something crazy and I started two podcasts at the same time. Oh, two. I just know of one. <laughs> I have a podcast. The one that I started myself with my really good friend, Amanda Gale. She's mm -hmm. also a comedian. It's called Thirst Trap. And that one we're recording every week. It's it's just bullshit. We, you know, we just shoot There's the like shit. Girl talk. Like, but is it, sexually, episodes, is it sexually right? oriented? Yeah, yeah. What is Thirst Trap? Thirst Sorry trap. for my ignorance. Because it's like if somebody's like posing on instagram with like all their hotness on display that's called a thirst trap right it's like a it's like a sexy photo a sexy photo we talk oh. about social media like i don't we read our funny dms that we get we oh really yeah it's like people it's sliding into your dms yeah i put them on blast oh you do do you call out their names <laughs> no okay that's just like text from my ex tell that's, stories. that's nice of you yeah i mean it's interesting because uh our followership is predominantly male. So we're thinking about, you know, how to angle that. So it's fun. It's a good time. It's just okay. A so th a thirst trap is a photo that's purposely done. You know, like when I pose without a shirt on. Right. Okay. That's a, that's a thirst <laughs> trap. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. That's a thirst trap. I wasn't trap. familiar with the term. I, was, I thought it was like clickbait. <laughs> Teach you everything. It's more here. just like, it's social media, like do's and don'ts. It's, it's supposed to feel like you're just hanging out with us. What's know? the do's and don'ts of social media? Um, there's so many. I mean, I didn't even know meditation apps weren't cool. <laughs> I guess I need, they're cool. I, I need to learn. I mean, hey, <laughs> they're cool. I well, feel like. Give me some do. Give me one do and don't. Okay, one don't would be. I bet I've done it. <laughs> For sure. I'm for sure. I don't know. I think when people post too many times in a day. I've done it. I Guilty. think that's that's Guilty. not good for growing a following. Why right, not? Once a day is, uh, I keep to once, once a, a day. Once a day, I think is once good. Once a day, one photo, not yes. even ones where you can scroll through. You can do the scrolly ones. Mm, but yeah. I think. You really think once a day? Yeah. What about the Gary V approach of just like, you know. You Whenever know, Gary, you want? What does he do? Yeah, I don't know. He just seems to be like, go, 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 you know, do a lot. I think you, oh, like people who follow you, like once Start a day. Start getting pissed off. Uh, you're over, mm -hmm. like, 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 don't put out too many songs at once when you record yeah. you want to do like a song a month I, I definitely am an over poster i post i mean you know. i like when other people over post it's I, it's know. fun yeah yeah what else i think what's a uh, do what's a do post um, once a day no but <laughs> i'm joking <laughs> i think you should maybe interact with the comments on your photos like uh, i do that to them. i yeah. do that yeah I'm pretty I feel good weird with that. Doing that. 
Really? Yeah. Well, listen, I don't have a lot of followers or anything. Yeah. But when people comment, maybe I'll click the heart. But I feel like replying is kind of. I don't. I, Wait, hold on. Yeah. Maybe I'll click the heart. That's yeah. an autom- That's an automatic that's for dog. me. No, you don't. No, no, click the heart. Yeah, <laughs> click the heart. You have to click the heart. You have to well, click the heart. Well, but you guys heart. are in a different Bro, room than me, dude. I have whatever. Throw away maybe I'll click okay, the heart. Okay, so always click the heart. Always click the okay, heart. Okay. Unless it's rude they, to unless, not click the heart. Unless they say something gnarly to you or something. Right. right. And even then, click the heart click because the heart. it shows you're above it. Uh, yes. And then I'm engaging. <laughs> yes. Or I, yeah. or I actually read my... That's a minimal comment. engagement. Okay, you're right. Although I've gone through many times where I would just like do the hand grenade style, like throw the grenade into the room and then yeah. go, like not look at it That's ever again. That's fun too. I like that approach. I like that as well. I used to only do that. That's cool. Yeah. I don't know. Whenever I put something out there, I feel so vulnerable that I want to check it a bunch. Mm. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, you get like the the doubts? Not the doubt. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's like, like the need for approval. Do you smoke weed? I don't smoke weed. Oh, uh, okay. Because I do here and there on occasion. <laughs> on occasion. And if I like post something and then smoke weed. No. I'm like, I start, I freak out that I like I made a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. I overthink it. I can't smoke weed because I'm already like that. Oh, really? <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think a lot about the post before I put it up. So I'll only post something if I'm a hundred percent like it. Mm. Right. What are the do and don'ts on deleting posts? Um, I mean, delete whatever the fuck you want. Delete whatever yeah. the fuck you want. Oh, no. I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Delete. You don't think you should delete posts? Delete I don't know. Whatever. I'm just curious what the expert <coughs> has to say. I'm, try, I'm not I'm trying an to expert, get some tips but here. I think uh, I do think that I'm pretty good at social media. I gotta follow you. Yeah. I, maybe I already do. I don't know if I followed you yet, but you could follow. And, and your podcast has an Instagram fo- page, yes. and you have an Instagram page. Yes. If I'm not mistaken, there's a magazine involved. So I have a magazine. Classy Trashy. Classy Trashy magazine. And then we have a podcast that's sponsored by like a tattoo bomb company. Amazing. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah. So what's that podcast called? That podcast is Classy Trashy Podcast and we interview different tattoo artists. That's fun. That's cool. Mm -hmm. That's a good idea. Yeah, it's fun. I've never heard of that before. Like a tattoo oriented podcast. I'm sure they have. Do you do it all from home? Um, we've only interviewed one artist so far and we did it. We did that at their studio. So, oh, so you go to them and it's mm-hmm. audio. It's audio. Yeah. And the other, the other pod, the thirst trap, the other one, uh, we do from home to get, it's just the two of us. Unless we have a guest, we'll do it on zoom. But the, and then when you're, is the idea to get free tattoos? Well, yeah, I saw you. That's a clear. That's a clear. Yes, I saw it go over no, your face. No, it was no, like, tattoo no. shop. Interview him here. Why don't you try like this one? I'm yeah, sure you'll get yeah. it. I mean, I have, I have, I definitely want to pay people for their work. However, well, like get like bro rates. Yeah, of yeah. course. I mean, that's not the reason. Like we were approached by this company and decided to collaborate with them. But that's cool. Are you gonna go on your neck? Um. That was my next question. Really? No, it wasn't. Uh, it was like when. What do you happens when you run out of space? Like for, for ta- like how high do you go? I got. I, don't I know. have two tattoos on my neck. You do? Uh-huh. I can't see them. I know they're like they're really small. This one. Uh, Circle or something. It's like yeah, it's like a cherry. I don't see back. it. Oh, it's in the back. And I have a word on the back. Okay, cool. What yeah, word? Free. Oh, cool. That's fun. Yeah. I don't know. I. I would definitely do the back of my neck. I don't know yet. 
I mean, I want to. What about face? No, I would not do my face. Not going there. No. I do like face tattoos on other people. Ugh, terrible. Some sometimes. I think it's really cool. Like who? Other than Tyson, who else has a good face tattoo that you like? If you Ugh. have bangs and you get it like on your forehead, I think uh-huh. that's cool. Yeah. Like a secret tattoo. Well, then that's bangs for life. That's not good <laughs> no, either. No, I mean, I think I think the hairline. I think that's fucking cool. What about the guys who have it like shave their head, get the tattoo, and then the hair grows back? That's cool, but. Isn't your hair going to grow all the way back and you won't see it? And you won't see it yet? Like, you know. I don't know. All that pain for no one to see it. The face tattoos is just like, talk about regret. Like, even you talked about having tattoos and then neither have, did you have them removed or just I've had some covered covered, up, yeah. Covered up. Is 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 that like a hard decision to make? No, no. It's just like, and then cover it up with anything? or you have something in mind, you try to make it into something else. It's sort of kind of being forced to have a tattoo that maybe you didn't want to get. Um, I think, it, I just think it was, it's funny. Like I think one of my cover-ups that's kind of just like a blob is funny. A blob? Yeah, it's like, a, it's like, it's supposed to be cigarette smoke coming from a cigarette, but it's like a blob. I think that's funny. I don't know. <laughs> And then on the on the magazine, I was going through the website. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's an online magazine, right? There's a digital copy and there is a hard copy. There is a hard copy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's all bikes. And I mean, I, I love some of the naming of the products. There was, Thank you. <laughs> there was um, uh, Pussy and Gasoline. Those candles are fun, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a hand sanitizer. There's both. Oh, Pussy mm-hmm. and Gasoline is a hand sanitizer and a candle. Yes, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, the magazine's awesome. And it's going well? Like, people are... Yeah. I guess it's catered to the biker community. It is. It's it's actually going super well. Um, I'm just... Today, I'm going to send a bunch to Australia. They're going to distribute some. Like, we've got d- distributors in Canada. Crazy. Like, it's actually... Going pretty, it's pretty done good. very well. Thank the you. The design and the look and oh, uh, the whole thing. It's all me, thing. baby. No, really. <laughs> I mean, Jake does a lot of it too. But ever since he I'm started, talking about the website, I went to see their products and yeah. they got like mm. some great names. It's amazing stuff. how entrepreneurial. Yeah, I can't say the word entrepreneurially. Or yeah, how do you say that word? Entrepreneurial. I don't know. Entrepreneurial. Entrepreneurial. Yeah, she is. Entrepreneurial. How, how much of an entrepreneur you are. <laughs> well, Jake and Jake does do a lot of it too. We we do it together. Where do you get that energy from, or where did you get that motivation? Because that's kind of rare. I feel like for especially somebody hmm. as young as you. I don't know. I think, you know, how they call it like your flow, like the t- the the times where time doesn't really feel like a thing. Oh hell yeah! That's you know what the, I'm saying? Yeah, that's the best when you're like making an album and you're right. super involved in a creative project, and how that bends time. Yeah, yeah, I kind of feel like that when I create things. That like it's a creative outlet for me yeah. to. I just want to, I want to be my own boss and I just, it's like, I don't feel like time exists when I'm working on the magazine. Yeah. So, yeah. I I was with a friend last night and he started, he was like, he's going through some like spiritual awakening. He's like, Mm -hmm. thank you. Thank you. Like he's like praying all the time and uh, talking about gratitude every step of the way. And then he started crying. You could just tell he's going through a really wild 
time. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I just don't know what to do with my life. And I'm like, well, you got to like, you know, you got to give yourself a project right. and, a, and a purpose a driven hobby. motivation, not a hobby, like a project, like yeah. what you're talking about, because that gives you like such a, like a relief place in, in the chaos of life to sort of focus that energy onto something. Totally. I, I have, a, I'm very, I'm a very anxious person. And mm. I think the most important thing for me is redirecting that energy. Yeah. So I think I, I would do that with comedy a lot before the pandemic, but now it's kind of limited in how much I can push myself. Yeah. So I just started finding other avenues for it. That's cool. Do you ever have moments of like where where you go like do you have the shadow side come in and mess mess with you or do you have like any sort of self sabotaging things that you do? Um yeah, I think sometimes when something doesn't get to the point I want it to in terms of like being successful, mm-hmm. I could be more patient with it, you know. Mm. I feel like I give up on things sometimes if they're not immediately perfect. Yeah, that's I'm I'm bringing up Gary V again, but that's like his big message. Mm -hmm. I like that too because I agree. He's he's an he's gotten older, and so he's got a lot of young followers. And he tells them like, "You got so much time. You have Mm -hmm. to be super patient." And he's he's really right about that. Yeah, I think with acting, like something that I've observed in my life is that I really do feel like it takes ten years to make it. I, I really feel like it takes that long at for least. a lot of people, at least. Yeah. yeah. Like if you're like from the moment you start auditioning, mm. I think, you know, it takes so much longer than people think. We're just exposed to all these overnight stories and it's not real. Even those overnights are not really overnights. Yeah. They're, they're longer. They want you to think yeah. that it's an overnight thing. Before that overnight were 10 years of, of like struggle. And it's so ridiculous because uh, <clears throat> the reason that people that they want you to think that it's an overnight thing is because then it makes other people feel like they can do it. Right. Mm. And, um, I don't know. It's just weird. Is wouldn't we want to applaud someone for their like 30 years of busting their ass instead of the person that just woke up one day as a famous person? I hope so because I'm on the 30 year plan. I've been on the 30 year plan. I'm, like, right. I'm still on it. But yeah, that is, it's like, I get into like similarly to like leaning into the awkwardness of a performance situation. Mm-hmm. I like leaning into um, into the fact that it does take so long. Yeah, I'm kind of like proud of the fact that totally. even though I've been doing this so long, I'm still going or something like. Yeah, for sure. You know, not giving up. Definitely. Do you have a, um, a spiritual practice or any kind of like belief in God or anything like that that informs you? Um, I would like to build a spiritual practice. I don't have a strong one right now. Right. Do you, but do you pray or anything? Or do you believe in God? I was raised uh, without religion. Me too. And uh, I think... I think I'm in the process of discovering what's true for me. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I applaud that. How how are you doing that? Just it's happening. Um, like tr- I'm trying to read some stuff, trying to expose myself more to like other resources that will help me figure out what resonates with me. Right. Yeah, yeah. What are you reading? 
Um, Satanic Bible. Um. Wait a minute. This went in a <laughs> Hold on. Uh, wait. <laughs> no. Um, I have been reading that. I think that uh, there's... What's a, the Satanic Bible? There's like a lot about... It's, it's, it's not like, like anti... It's more like self-empowerment. Yeah, it's a self-empowerment. And I there's that book... Um, I don't know the names of these things. There's like a bunch of fucking books I have at home. Mm-hmm. I look at them. But you're reading that because you feel you're missing something or you're just curious about it? I would like to feel more unity with the rest of the world. Mm. You know? What do you mean? I would just like to feel like I wasn't this like isolated, floating piece of flesh. Right. <laughs> feel like you belong. More. I guess. Or yeah. 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 Or just that, you know, life and death is like more of a a process that is like, the, I want to feel the bigger picture of life and death instead of feeling like, oh, life is just so short and then you die. Right. You know? Yeah. Like that feeling that like oneness with everything. Right. I like the thing where it's like, there's something in you that's uh, eternal and unchanging. And if you like think about yourself from like when you were a little girl to now, what was there then that has been unchanging all the way till now? There's like this witness. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, when you like when you go like, oh, I'm I'm afraid, and then you ask yourself, who's afraid? Mm-hmm. And then you ask yourself, who's asking who? Who's afraid? You know? <laughs> yeah, it gets pretty trippy. Yeah, you can get trippy with it. I mean, yeah, I just, I think there's something really comforting about, it's just like a bigger sense of empathy, I feel. Yeah, empathy is uh, uh, being attacked, I think, in general. That's and, sad. Yeah, I definitely pray a lot and have like leaned on that for this whole journey. Yeah. And I I really don't know how people do this without that. No, and I think that people that aren't very empathetic, they also imagine that everyone else thinks the way that they do. So they become more defensive in their lifestyle. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Like if, for example, if I hate everyone, Mm -hmm. then I also think that everyone hates me. Right. And that affects the way that I live. Whereas if if I'm like empathetic towards other people, then... Yeah naturally i'm going to imagine that other people are going to feel that way towards me and i'll probably be more comfortable in my life right yeah do you know anything about narcissistic personality disorder what are you trying to tell me npd (laughs) (laughs) why why well because we're talking about empathy and the sort of the cornerstone of npd is a, a lack of empathy okay okay you know it's the it's the inability to empathize yeah with yeah. others and um it, it makes for evil behavior yeah i mean do you think a lot of people have that do i do you I, think a lot of people have that yeah yeah i do i think it's like the sort of uh you know it, i think our time is like surrounded by that have you ever dated someone with that of course <laughs> yeah that's the only reason you know about no it's, it's, it's the reason that you discover it it's for the sure. reason i discovered it is because you start googling like you know what is wrong with this silent person? treatment like or like you know or things that are going on in your relationship or yeah it drives you to google and then you uh and then you discover narcissistic personality disorder and you like read all what makes up that right i'm having a hard time speaking today i don't no, know why i totally get it but um and uh 
it's just real interesting because like what you're saying, you we tend to assume or project whatever we are onto everything around us. Right. So if you don't operate that way in terms of trying to tear other people down to get yeah. some kind of supply for yourself, then the concept that people do that is just beyond your view. You don't really... Right. You can't believe people actually do that. And then when you discover it and you're like, oh, some people, their whole life is made up of that. Yeah, it's the, crazy. It's crazy. But I also like, you know, to extend beyond that, I feel empathy for those people because they're not having a good time. That's true. Like That's, it sucks to feel that way. Right. And it's, yeah, it's coming from a place of, you of know, pain of, for sure. of desperation and pain. It sounds yeah. like you know a lot about this too. Um, you know. I've dated my fair share of assholes. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. How do you guys keep your relationship? Do you do anything like, uh, you know, like keep a relationship journal or like w actively work on like saying, hey, like there's these things you can do where you like look at each other and say, and say what you like about each other. Or do you have any sort of practices together that are like that? Um, I think that we're pretty like complimentary of each other regardless and stuff like that. And I think the biggest thing for us is just like, uh, communicating with each other without emotion. And I think, I think that's probably our practice. Like if someone upsets the other person, which you're going to right. learning how to communicate that without having like anger behind it. Right. So you have to give it time, I guess. Maybe give it time and it's just, or just awareness. Right. That, you know, that's something that I do. So next time this feeling comes up for me, how can I communicate it without it being clouded by anger? Right. Any, do you want kids? I do want kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till you're 35. No, I... 35, that's, yeah, think, that's my recommendation. I think 30 is good. If you say you're on a 10-year plan to make it, mm -hmm. then enjoy your success for five years and then have kids. I really want kids. Okay. <laughs> 30's all right. 30's uh, fine. You know. 30, like back in the day, it'd be like... Back in the day at 18, you would have kids. That's insane. Yeah. Well, my mom was 38 when she had me. See? and But here's the thing. I had always wished that she had me a little younger Earlier. because right. I want her to be around for as long as possible. Yeah, but there's also, you know, my girlfriend, her mother had her at 18. Mm -hmm. So then you it's end up side. you end up having uh when she was 20, her mother was 40 and that's a little you're still a little bit of a kid and to have yeah. a kid when you're a kid, it's nice that when you grow up, yes, your mother is right. there, but there's also something about what you have to give up once you have kids. Yeah. And I'm not saying just have fun and just get everything out of the way. No, but live your but, life. Yeah. But, but there is a lot and life is short, but it is long. And 25 is so it's, it's young. Long. It's long. It's but so 30's young. fine, dude. I know. But 30's but like, like a great the, time. I think the biggest thing for me is like being. Did you just pull those out? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Being financially prepared for a kid. I think yeah. that's going to be the. That's the number one rule. Don't have a kid if you don't have money. Thing that I want to ensure before I have a kid. Yeah. yeah I know because it's a nightmare with uh, if you're struggling. The with kid that. will suffer from it if you. Yeah. Can. Where did you get those? Right. Were they in the thing? Pick a card and see what it says. Yeah, it was in the thing. What is guaranteed to bring you happiness? Ooh. Nice. Is that for me to ask? Yeah. Or no, for you to answer. To answer. Or, oh, to answer? <laughs> <laughs> what is guaranteed to bring me happiness? Um, 
I would say food and sex. Mm-hmm. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. I, agree. I concur with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unanimous. That's a good answer. Gonna, let's see. Is zero waste or sustainable consumption Next. ableist? Why or why not? I don't even know what that means. What that means. Next. That's why I said next. That sucks. You should just throw that card out so it doesn't come up again. There, I ripped it up. <laughs> so These cards is- haven't been out in more than a year. Interesting. These are not Oracle cards, by the way. No, oh. I know. We, no. we have Oracle we cards. We had Dragon cards. I, we have Dragon Oracle cards. Very we have all cool. kinds. These ones. Are, what was the next one? Would you choose one? Time travel or eternal youth? Why? Mm. Mm. Is eternal youth eternal life or it's just eternal yeah. youth? I guess, I guess so. it would Or do be. you stay young until you die at a normal age? I go with eternal youth. I don't, yeah, I don't really know why I would want to time travel. Yeah. Mm. But. I would, I would, uh, I will point to Back to the Future too and would time travel. You would. Back, get that almanac, get rich and then go back and live like, uh, you know. Hmm. Oh, that's, that's. Not I mean, a not a bad plan. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying, but with biff, e- but with but eternal <laughs> with eternal youth, you could do so much. Or you would ta- time travel to the future, where like you don't need eternal youth because they already figured out how right. you live forever, and then you have all that money from the past, and then you're set. All right. Wow, good argument. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I'm not going to go against it. Ah, <laughs> uh, cool. I'm not going to pick a card. I'll pick one for you. I wish I could share blank with humankind. Oh, man. <laughs> to rip that one up as well. No, I, that's what, a good one. What do you mean, I wish I could share it with you? What would you I, share I wish I could share hand? blank with humankind. Like, you got to fill in the word what you would share with humankind. That they don't already have? I don't I don't know. It didn't, didn't say that. didn't have that note on the no, card. Right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what would you say? Uh, first thing that comes to mind is love. Oh, I know. It's such a hippie. Uh, a that's a very heart. hippie. But it is the first thing that came into my yeah, mind. Yeah, your yeah. music. I mean, you're already doing that it. That is love, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's and you, your art, and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Me and my videos. I don't know. What's, uh, what's something else that you are interested in pursuing outside of comedy and acting and that kind and of stuff? And magazines and podcasts. Not that you need something more, but... Um, I also, so I have an Etsy where I, I've had it for the past five years wow. and I do like custom embroideries for people that's and cool. that's like, uh, yeah. On what? I guess it's art. So I don't know if it counts, but, uh, on like canvas. Oh. So like some people send me pictures of their dogs or like their boyfriend or a random thing they want. And yeah. So you draw, you draw when I usually like trace their image and then I like stitch it. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Your parents must be proud of you. Do you hear that, mom and dad? No. <laughs> <laughs> they should be. Send them this podcast. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Oh, okay. I hope so. No, is it tense? No, I think they're proud of me yeah. for sure. They probably wish that I made more money, but. <laughs> you're 25 and you're like a business lady across <laughs> the you. board. It's like, what yeah. do you want? It's like, you're going to, you're definitely, there's nothing. I don't. I, I'm very optimistic for your future. Thank you. That yeah. makes me feel good. I mean, so many people are just completely aimless and lost. If you even have something you're passionate about, that's yeah. like success. Over like success is the steady progression towards like a worthy goal. Okay. That's yeah. the definition from according to Earl Nightingale. Huh. You should check out this video on YouTube called "The Strangest Secret" by 
Earl Nightingale. Okay, what is it? It's just like this 19-minute long speech he gives, but it's so profound huh. and really great towards just like, you know, reprogramming your subconscious mind towards success and, you know, cool. just keeping yourself into a into a good state. That's awesome. I have to work on that stuff really hard. Yeah. You know, but like that's why I have all these practices and stuff because I feel like I I need to reprogram my mind. My mind's natural gravity is was really dark and depressing yeah. and all this and a lot of like poor self-talk. So it's been a process of like reach of like changing that. Yeah, it takes a lot of work. It's a lifelong practice. It's a lifelong practice. Do you but do you have that same sort of situation going on or is your head pretty good? Um, I think uh I think like I said I have uh I have pretty bad anxiety and I think my downfall would be like a lot of what ifs come into my head. Like I'm always thinking uh, of the worst case scenario. Yeah, fear. And yeah, so you know, I have some workbooks and stuff like that that I use. Yeah. Did you ever uh, check out The Artist's Way? No. It's a cool book. And they do this thing called Morning Pages where okay. you write three pages in the morning first That's thing. That's cool. Just of gibberish. Yeah, and it, yeah. And it sort of like clears, it's Tra like clears out the vibe so you can start writing other things that are deeper. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's like stream of consciousness. Total. It, that's an amazing practice. If I fucking did that every day, that'd, I mean, I just feel like... Let's do it. Let's start. Yeah. I'll start tomorrow. What I need to work on <laughs> is just like acceptance. Like I can't determine the future. I'm here now. Whatever happens, happens. I think that would be my biggest... Right. My biggest feat. That's when I go to prayer. Yeah. Like I'm like, I ask for guidance and help with that. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't understand how people can do it without having that sort of. Do you pray to like a blanket. specific God or? I mean, I do. Yeah, it's just like God or whatever. It's this feeling of like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the the wit the eternal witness. Yeah, yeah. It's been here since I was a little kid to now. It's unchanging, and I can like see it right now, or hear it, or feel mm -hmm. it right now. You know, if I if I investigate, like, what was with me when I was a little boy and is it still here now and huh. has it changed and it's still here and it hasn't changed. It's like and <clears throat> even after your death, that'll still be. And that's like consciousness. Do you identify with a specific religion? I lean towards uh, I lean towards J.C. Just chilling? No, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and just chilling. That would be my religion. I lean in that direction, but I... Sorry. I, I feel like... Uh, that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that freaks people out. And, it even, and I see why it's freaky, mm -hmm. you know? What, Jesus? Yeah, just like that. It's got, you know... It's, I'm not he, a fan of religion. You're right. not. I'm not a big fan of it either, but that's where I, I lean that way. But... I don't have any kind of feeling like, oh, you have to believe this or you're gonna totally be doomed. I don't believe that. I'm just, I'm just waiting for the answers. <laughs> but you gotta find them. So. Well, it's like one long question. This yeah. life, you know. Yeah. What do you think happens when you die? It's so funny. I literally did a podcast last week where we talked about how it's when you die. Like it must be this energy must be like because I think about it a lot. Yeah. Must be like present. Okay. Um. What happens when you die? I don't know what happens when you die. 
What do you, I know you don't know. <laughs> I know you thought that I knew, but I actually don't know. Damn I'm really Joe. sorry. Right, well. This is why we had her on. I was looking for that answer. What do I think what happens? What do you think? Um, I don't think anything happens. Really? It's just blank. I think it's like, a, a, is that what you think? Yeah, I think, you know. I don't, I don't, I, I don't just, know. Maybe my, my opinion will change, but. Life is so fragile. It can end in a second. And it's just, that's, it's, that's just what it is. It's done. I think of it as like an eternal sleep. Yeah. I don't, I think that consciousness that's unchanging in us is mm -hmm. still going to be going. I can't believe this is coming up so much in my life. I really, I do think about this a lot. Yeah. I think I'm in like, I'm in that like coming of age period where I'm like figuring out my own beliefs and like coming to terms with mortality. Mm -hmm. It's fucking freaky. Well, gee, yeah, the whole thing. Life, the whole thing. It's so freaky. You ever just like lie in bed and you're like, I'm going to die one day. That freaks me out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Once you have kids, you're going to think about it a lot more. Oh, great. <laughs> what do you think about when you think about it? Well, no, it's like once there's it's it's one thing I've noticed is you have all these like terrible thoughts about death and what if and this the minute you have like, oh, my God, you're responsible for this other person. Mm -hmm. It's one thing that took me a long time to like brush off and s just consciously say you got to stop thinking about these things. Do you feel like instead of brushing it off, there was like there was like a thought that you had or an idea that you had that made you come to terms with it more? It's inevitable and I should just stop thinking about it because it's not one. It's not going to change anything and yeah. it's not doing me any good. Just going through the scenarios in my mind. Right. Right. What about you? Well, I, I just think like this whole thing is so wild and insane. Mm -hmm. Like just life in general. Yeah. is so And so mystical and magical just on the surface of it like mm -hmm. so to think about things mystically and magically just it, it 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 makes sense to me like it's so bizarre that we're already here doing this and coming from where we've come from that the idea that it continues on after we die on some level in some new way is is not that much of a stretch to me like, I hear that. like the phrase of like, do you believe like somebody said like about reincarnation, do you believe in reincarnation? They're like, yeah, because it's no stranger the idea of being born twice than it is being born once. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, I definitely, you know think what I mean? It's that, true. Yeah. If you yeah, think no, about it's crazy it, it's like, get born. it's already nuts. I think that your energy of course circulates. Like it's, it's a thing that exists and it's real. Mm hmm. I don't know. I honestly, like I said, I'm like, I'm beginning my spiritual journey and mm. I hope that like, you know, a year from now I feel maybe I'll have completely different answers and I'll feel more mm. grounded in them. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Just like thinking about like consciousness. What is consciousness? I don't know. I really couldn't <laughs> tell you. My <laughs> no, but just like that. There's something about that question that is in itself comforting to me. Comforting? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, like what is consciousness? I don't What's know. comforting about that? I don't know. I think it's comforting because it le leads you towards unity. Because okay. consciousness is like this never-ending thing. It ne doesn't have a beginning. It doesn't have an end. And the consciousness that's in me that is primarily me is exactly the same as the consciousness that's in you. And mm -hmm. it's primarily you. And so therefore, we are one. 
and, yeah. and we are one with everybody yeah and all consciousness so that's the comforting thing it makes you feel less alone i can see that for yeah. sure to me consciousness feels like the thought the idea like when i hear that word i think of the way our brains develop to even have consciousness and that is just so crazy to me like how that's crazy you know the brain arose to facilitate movement hmm. that um it's actually a, a machine designed primarily to like do all this like moving around you know like so when you, um somebody told me this like i forget some scientist told me that weird and it's like yeah your brain loves it when you're engaging in activity that's movement oriented and you're trying to get better at it like boxing or dancing or mm. yoga or, or even running well they say like yeah the endorphins when you exercise are very magical they can cure depression oh they definitely do so yeah but it's also like that's why like when you're running or you're doing some kind of athletic movement oriented thing that you're trying to get better at you get filled with much more inspiration because yeah. your brain is firing on the cylinders of which it was intended to fire on. So tomorrow we're going to wake up, we're going to morning pages, three pages and we're going to exercise four times a week. <laughs> Absolutely. He already does that. I'm out on that whole thing. <laughs> no, it's good though for like, if you're writing comedy and stuff like yeah, that, that, yeah. that could be a motivation. Not that you need anything, but if you want, like right. if you wanted extra motivation, there it is, because it, it definitely, beyond just getting you like physically more attractive or whatever, it, it um, helps your creativity. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. There's even like a uh, some kind of being in the sea, I forget what, what it's called, but it has something like a nervous system huh. and a brain, and it moves, but then at part of its life, it lands on a rock and mm -hmm. never moves again, and once it does that, it consumes its own nervous system it consumes wow. its own brain what a metaphor isn't that wild that's crazy <laughs> yeah <sighs> i don't know i don't know we good, got so deep on this podcast good times <laughs> we really did so are you uh like pushing towards like doing like a sort of one hour Netflix comedy special. Is that one of your dreams? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Definitely. A hundred percent. Yeah. How far, how close are you, you think to, to having that kind of material that you'd be? I think I have a solid 30 minutes. I could do a 30 minute thing right now. That's awesome. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah, let's do it. You right should get, get I'll him, film get it. Him City Winery. Yeah. I'll film it for you. Put it up on YouTube for free. See what happens. Yeah. 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 I think that's the way to do it. I'd love to do that. Do you ever get like motivated through a sort of competitive spirit? Like, are there people that you clock that you're like, oh man, I'm like, you know, it's not in a negative way. Right. It's like a little jealous, but also motivated. And I'm also a fan and I'm also a little mad. No, I don't get competitive that way. I get right. competitive if someone like fucks me over. Oh, I'm like, oh, you think you're going to fuck me over? Yeah. <laughs> Just wait. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Um, but when energy. I see other people successful, I don't, I feel happy for them. There's, it's not like one or the other. It, everyone, right. there's enough room for everyone in this world to Absolutely. find their stage. So, yeah. Have you ever heard of Ho'oponopono? Mm-mm. Oh, it's a meditation. It's like a mantra that goes, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Oh, Wow. Yeah, and you just sort of have that on repeat 
and you apply it to any situation in your life that is disturbing you. That's or, cool. Or any person. What is it again? I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And why is it called that? Why is it called Ho'oponopono? Because it's a Hawaii, it's from Hawaii. Oh. It's a Hawaiian thing. Cool. And uh, yeah, there's this guy, Dr. Hugh Lin. He like healed a whole asylum full of insane people, criminally insane people. Wow. Just by looking at their files. And because it entered his field of consciousness, right. their problems, he... His philosophy is everything in your field of consciousness is your responsibility. Yeah. So even if like say Ehud um, says that he's mentally ill and then I, it's in my consciousness that he's mentally ill. So then it's my responsibility, his mental illness. And if I apply the Ho'oponopono prayer to it, I can cure his mental illness. How does that work with that's cool, but how does that work with like I feel like then you then it's like crossing really unhealthy boundaries. Like I think one thing I struggle with is not feeling responsible for other people's bullshit. Uh, Yeah, no, you're right. That that's right, but it's kind of on a different level. Right. It's it's more just like you're absolutely right about that. But it's like it's more just like it what it is is it's you know, and of course I'm giving an extreme example, but it's really just about self-empowerment. Yeah, totally. Be- because it's like, you know, if somebody fucks you over or something mm-hmm. like that, if you're like, if you take a victim stance on that um, and wait for them to apologize or them to make good, that's a that's a disempowering place right. to exist in. If, if somebody fucks you over and you go like, oh, well, this happened in my personal dream in my field of consciousness Mm -hmm. therefore i created it on some level and then you apply that mantra to that situation in just within yourself you even apologize to said person within yourself you empower yourself fully and you can and it also has such a power that it can actually like give you peace and resolve the situation right like that's the idea i wonder if like you know people that i have unresolved animosity towards right. like if they can feel it when I resolve it in my own head without talking to them. I think definitely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're all connected. It goes back to the consciousness thing with the same. I bet sometimes no though. I bet I bet for the most part. Yes. Yeah. Because I would love to resolve things that way without talking to people. <laughs> just like, this is it. I'm just te- being like, I forgive you, bud. No, I'm telling you, you can do that with this mantra. It, it works like it works remarkably well. Like mm-hmm. I realize talking about it like that, it sounds pretty woo woo or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it actually, it's like I have had real personal experience with it, and it it definitely uh, operates that way. Well, I'll give it a try. Yeah. Every time I've asked you to solve something in my life by doing that, oh, I haven't really. How long should you? Enough. How long should you repeat <laughs> repeat it? Well, I put like uh, I like I slept with it last night on my like oh. on a mantra. Like I have an eight-hour one that I like listen I to. Listen. Like on wow. YouTube, yeah, on YouTube. I could, yeah, I can send you some. Wow, wow. Yeah, that you can find the mantras on YouTube. You it, know, I do use like the Calm app. Right. But same thing. Different. Same, I, yeah. same scenario. Just the same with that intention. Same, same vibe. intention. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, what else? <laughs> People should follow you. Yes, your yes. Podcast. So the podcast is weekly. 
The podcast is weekly. So you can follow me on Instagram at Natalie Cuomo underscore. The podcast is every Thursday. There's a new episode and that's at Thirst Trap the Pod on Instagram. Then I have my magazine at Classy Trashy Magazine on Instagram. And your Etsy store. My Etsy store is, if you're really interested, Etsy.com slash Natalie HSC. And should we give... Uh Jake, is it Jake? Mm-hmm. Some business to his Jake, motorcycle give shop. Give Jake a shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you want to support Jake, he works at Morris Magneto in Morristown, New Jersey. Nice. Um, you know, give him some business if you need your 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 bike upgraded. Are you guys gonna go on like a couple's motorcycle trip or Cross what? Country. Like both of you having your own bikes? Yes. When's that? Well, I think that we would probably do it. Um, so he has like a '76 Ironhead, and I have an '85 Ironhead, and his is like. It's super like bare bones and I can't really imagine. I think he wants to go on a long-term trip with it, but I would like to think we'd both just take my bike. We'll see. Uh, and oh, just ride on, who's ride on the back. He would drive. He I, would drive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's also a better uh, driver than me. So. Well, he's probably been doing it a lot longer. Yeah. What's an iron head? An iron head. It's a type of like Harley engine. Oh, cool. So. So it's a Harley. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm, got you. Mm-hmm. Well, man, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Right, do you have any any uh, any last thoughts? <laughs> I don't know. You guys are awesome. I feel like I went to another world. I don't even know where I am right now. <laughs> did, you, um, did, you en- did you enjoy it? Yes, I had lots of fun. You right? did? Thank okay, you so good. much for it's having me. It's been a pleasure me. to meet you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Congratulations to you and Jake. Thank you. And I, I, <laughs> I see big things in your future. I oh. hope so. Oh, that's... That, it's, it's in the mix. Yeah, when you're uh, a huge don't, on- don't, entrepreneur. Don't remember the little people. I mean, <laughs> wait, no, remember the. the yeah. They'll come back to this podcast saying. when you were still. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so. come back and see us again. Yeah. <laughs> right, Natalie. Thank you. All right, Thanks. take it easy. <laughs>